What is going on, everybody? You are not going to believe what you're going to be able to do with your mobile phone very, very soon. I am Lauren Delisa Coleman. Welcome to season two, season two of Beats and Bites. This is my first episode for the new season, back even more energized, and really just here to be able to help you guys understand the intersection of emerging technology and mass media and entertainment like nobody out here. And I'm really excited to have my first guest to kick off the second season, Bern Omalafe, who is calling in from jolly old London, England. We love him. He has a new startup that you guys have to hear about because it's just going to be so um, instrumental in the mass media and entertainment space. And so I want to get into everything with him. Um, it's even a miracle that we're able to do this because he had to rush to take his brother to his sister-in-law who just had a baby. So, you know, everybody like put emojis, whatever <laughs> to burn for congratulations. But burn, thank you so much for joining me. It's a pleasure. Thank you. <laughs> so burn, tell me, um, or rather tell my audience, cause I know, give my audience your exact title and then um, tell us, you know, like give us your elevator pitch of what printed is, because I'm just super excited about this platform. Um, a mutual connect of ours in London um, introduced us and I just saw, took one look at it and I was like, this is like really amazing. So go for it, Bern. Thank you so much, Lauren. So uh, yes, we're very excited about printed, um, you know, the dream of converging a physical and the digital into these virtual experiences and allowing people to be able to actually create it themselves or something that was the motivation bound printed. So the logic around it is we wanted to just make it possible for people to instantly transform their images, videos and live streams into augmented virtual mixed reality experiences and also make it accessible on the native browsers of their smartphones, tablets and computers and also be able to monetize it with ads, with um, subscriptions and e-commerce. So I'm currently wearing a t-shirt right now. Well, um, <laughs> and um, oh, it's, it's, a, <laughs> and it's an actionable. Yeah, you'll have to look at, at the social media for Beats uh, and Bites. Oh, yes, yes, yes. T-shirt. Describe it for um, the viewers, please, Burn, or rather for the listeners. For the listeners, I'm a super um, Star Wars fan, and um, Darth Vader is my favorite character. And um, I was fortunate to you know have this images of Darth Vader in colorful outfits that matches. So he's in a red outfit, and there's all you know mask and everything's red. And yes, we made it actionable. And when you scan a QR code, you go into this world of Darth Vader going to Disneyland and, you know, really letting his hair down. This <laughs> is a whole uh, trippy experience, right? And then you got the indeed. logo, uh, your company logo on the top. And by the That's way, you right. guys, it's, um, it's spelled P-R-Y-N-T-D. That's right. Um, and just, you know, so that we, we don't miss, and, you know, we always got to be hip hop on this for promo. It is P-R-Y-N-T-D dot X Y Z, right? We love this. You guys, um, you know, you can fool around with it now as you're listening to the podcast. For me, I just think it's amazing. And I had a conversation earlier this week with an old head, I'll say, in the XR space 
um, who was just talking about, you know, you need seven to nine, you know, figures to be able to do, you know, this and that and whatever, and it needs to look like this and it needs to be like that. And, and I said, you know, for people who are just for people, companies, brands, recording artists, et cetera, who are just really looking at the space, nobody's trying to do a seven to nine figure tack on, right? That you're not sure what it's going to be. You're kind of testing it out. You're an, a first mover. It needs to be something that is accessible. And I deeply respect having learned how to code only a little bit many years ago. I deeply respect, you know, engineers and developers. I feel that as they can think more broadly, then we have greater mass adoption. And so that's why I'm so excited about, you know, not that I'm not excited about the more mature ones, but the younger ones like you who are like creating these things, you know, almost in, in their basement or whatever, that's like, we can give this kind of experience and we can do this like for every man, every woman for like no money. So you guys, just to kind of really make it very simple, this is essentially taking the ability to take a 2D image, let's say your music video or even a film um, and make it 3D within like a couple of clicks. What normally took, I mean, hours and hours and a team of engineers and et cetera, you know, you can do for your own individual level via the printed platform. Let's first talk about really the true definition right now or how you see the definition of like XR immersive. And then talk to my audience a little bit about the difference between that, say, nine-figure Marvel comics immersive experience and and printed. There is, you know, a difference. I think it all depends on what your expectations are and needs, et cetera, right? So let's first start with the definition because, you know, for those who aren't, you know, familiar with, you know, XR, break that down for me because, you know, it's kind of like, what's that kind of mean and extended reality? Is it is it 3D? Is it immersive? Is it VR? Is it AR? Is it a kettle? Break it down for me, Vern. It's, it's, it's so simple. And we use augmented reality every day. If you ever used a um, Snapchat lens or filter, you're using augmented reality. If um, And same with Instagram and TikTok. If you use any of those lenses, you're using augmented reality. It's so everyday now that a lot of people aren't aware. There's still a challenge behind that. And that's, you know, you could create your content with already established templates but you can't necessarily create your own template and you can't really do it from scratch. So um, that aside, VR is, um, it was originally intended to be in VR headsets, but the whole logic of it is um, for things to be VR, you've got to be able to look around and, you know, you've got to, it, it's outside the world that we, you know, live in. It's, it's, a, it's an immersive world. Uh, but nowadays, it's not necessarily limited to VR headsets anymore. You can have on your smartphone with motion sensing and be able to go around and experience in that way. And when you have elements of uh, VR and AR mixed together, it's called mixed reality. So um, a typical example of augmented reality also would be the Google Maps. When you get those directions that pop up on the screen, that's augmented reality. Uh, mixed reality would be um you know being in a vr experience and being able to engage with um 3d assets or augmented reality features within it or see-through which is what the vision pro app headset is going to be so that's a mixed reality headset because even though 
you know you're surrounded by this world around you you can still see the world the physical world so that convergence mm-hmm. of the physical and the and the uh, digital is what you call mixed reality so the umbrella that everything's under just to sort of make it less confusing is extended reality so the logic is it so and that liberates in a way where content could be augmented could be virtual could be mixed you don't have to visually put them into this um boxes anymore it could be anything right, right. right and anything that has that immersive element becomes extended reality and or, um to answer your second question Bernie, about... you are not joking with the definitions i mean you really broke it down <laughs> and gave like you know everyday examples which i love that's that's why mm-hmm. i always enjoy talking with you because you are a technologist but you can keep it very real and that's what you know this show is all about right so um so to go on to the second part of, of the question, the difference between yes. you know, mad expensive <laughs> XR and you know what you're offering right now. In the past, and this is also the main reason why 3D TV didn't take off. I bought a 3D TV. I was one of those people that saw the future in it. Um, but the challenge they had was the content creation part which is because a lot of um, directors wanted this um, um, mind-blowing experiences in the way they used to do 2D. The challenge with that is, of course, equipments are very very expensive and um, you're limited as well in the sense of you've now put this content into this frame that you require specialist equipment to view so 3D TV could only view 3D content and the content right. had to be created as a 3D content. But a problem with that is only a million people globally had a 3D TV. So how do you justify that as a studio to spend tens of millions in, you know, in, in producing the content? So the challenge was, if you're going to do this, it's got to tick all the boxes. You've got to be able to have it as a normal cinematic content that people would go to the cinema and watch and if you have a 3d version it would be a 3d version of the original content does that make sense absolutely and studios just want to produce once they don't want to have two separate productions for for the same content so it's never feasible to create to spend that amount of money on a medium that there's not that many people consuming so that's one of the biggest challenges of the seven to nine figures. Um, people want to pull expensive equipment towards it. Where we thought about it, I printed, we, we said, look, you've got to be able to use the same content that you would use as the normal 2D cinematic content. It's just, so if you want to spend seven to nine figures, use that in the 2D production, and then let's create something that would allow that content to bend to the rules of immersive experiences. And, you know, that's how printed started. I I just love this. And I think, you know, it's this type of thinking is going to blow up, like you said, not only for the cinematic world, but obviously for the music video production world, oh, anything absolutely. you can see that is, you know, related to something um, that's entertainment wise, this is ideal, or at least, you know, you and I are thinking this. Let's let's play devil's advocate for a moment and talk about well, why do I 
need to actually like think about this if I'm a recording artist, if I am chief content officer at one of the studios, et cetera. I mean, you know, or if I'm just really a consumer who's mildly interested in this space, but hey, 2D works for me. Why do I need to to get immersed in it? Um, tell me from your point of view, what would you answer that person? So the beautiful thing about massive experiences are, so Shopify says that massive experiences would increase engagement by more than 250%. So if you're a content creator, what do you crave? You crave engagement, you crave, and you want to spend the least amount possible to get that engagement. You don't want to pay crazy ads to do that. We're talking about, you know, engagement as organic. But a challenge you have is a content creation part. We solve that. So now you just go out there, you create a content you want to, and you maximize your engagement. Now, that increases even further when you now have actionable um, uh, hotspots, tags, links within your content so people can action immediately. So we're talking raising a 250% increase in engagement all the way to 1,000. We start to involve haptic experiences, touch and feel elements. We're talking skyrocketing. Um, so when people ask that question about what, what advantages do your massive experiences have, Right. is that you're converging a physical in, in, with the digital to create this virtual element that people could step into and richer experiences, and they spend a lot more time. So using printed as an example, for instance, um, a three-and-a-half-minute video, that's a 2D um, music video, mm-hmm. had a 13.5-minute engagement, and within that engagement, people uh, tapped on seven at least seven um, interactive elements within that experience. This is phenomenal for marketers, for content creators, for advertisers. And we're talking about um, contextual advertising now, because when you look at behavioral, the ones that track all over the internet, now you're having um, privacy laws against them, the GDPR and so on. You're having the do not track um, with um, Apple. Google's recently launched that one as well. Now, when you when you start having a massive content that's that's interactive, that's actionable, that people could go into from the physical world with QR codes, with NFCs, with B, uh, Bluetooth, low energy, or even with voice assistance, you're beginning to create a new world where people, in a way, conflate the physical and the digital, in a way where people can go in between seamlessly. Now, what you create with that is that people essentially just live in this and it becomes Mm -hmm. their reality. Which of course, you know, many people have, have said as well that they are concerned about this type of technology and this type of view because, you know, we like our regular world and we want to make sure that we, you know, can still touch each other in real time and, you know, have, have meetings or engagement or a go to a concert in real time, et cetera. But this is something which enriches it. It's never intended to replace um, reality. And I think that that, you know, just putting that out there for, you know, listeners who might be thinking whatever, this is an an addition and certainly not one that is mandatory, but for those who are liking this for all those people, for example, who were immersed in the Travis Scott Fortnite situation. Like, you know what I mean? You come in and then you go out of it. And I really do think this is going to be, you know, massive. Indeed. And this is the reason why we call it extending reality. 
we don't want to replace it we don't want to right. prevent you from living in the real world we just want to augment the real world that's around right, that's you. Replacement reality. that's right that's right that's right that's a great big point um, so our so slogan let's... is extend 3d reality and it's all about making your 2d richer with 3d experiences right so let's talk a little bit about because um if you guys go to linkedin and then you follow burn which by the way it's b-e-r-n-e and then last name spelled o-m-a-l wait a-f o-m-o-l-a-f-e thank you so much o-m-o-l-a-f-e I'm just used to calling you burn superstar. (laughs) Um, You will see a really brilliant post there that he did um, the day that the newest iPhone launched and how this technology was printed is a perfect integration with that. So can you, if you guys want to see everything now you have to go to like, you know, burn's post, like it, comment, et cetera. But right now, burn, if you could like pick out, you know, for listeners, what you think the major like um, value prop is for printed with new iPhones, for example, um, which you, it doesn't have to be tied to iPhones. Just being clear about that. But for that particular platform, what's like the main thing that you see that's like going to be hot with that? Special video. Um... The spatial videos. Spatial video for our um, listeners who might not know, and then like, you know, get into the details. So spatial video it was a feature that was initially announced by Apple for the Vision Pro, allowing you to record um, a video as a 3D video. And what's interesting about that? So that's that that's uh, taking uh, the experience into the realms of the GoPro Maxes and Insta 360 that mm-hmm. captures the world around you as if you're there with them in that uh, experience. And we've already been working with Insta360, with GoPro Max, um, with regards to enriching even this um, immersive experience to make it actionable, to make um, uh, the, the hotspots and the tags within, within this experiences to allow people to be able to interact with it in ways that could be calls to action, richer 3D elements within the within the um, experience and just go beyond. Um, so with spatial video, it would be the same thing. Uh, printed, converging with this allows you to go to even um, to do a lot more than you would with the interactivity, with the calls to action and being able to call up 3D elements within the experience. Love it. Let's talk a little bit about, um, you know, just really briefly, right? So the user experience on on printed, you know, outside of new iPhone, whatever. But let's say, you know, I have my my fabulous new music video or maybe I have a trailer. Um, and so I want to like, I don't know, I guess I would have to fill out profile and then like kind of walk walk the listeners through it a little bit and, and costs involved. So the brilliant thing about printed is uh, with we've co- i call it a coalescence we've brought together the functions into one button just like you would on TikTok or instagram or snapchat you push a button you could upload your video you could embed your youtube videos and whatnot or you go live and it's a tap of a button it's free of charge to do we want to monetize with you um and what we mean by that is allow you to put monetization features in your content 
we'll, we'll of course take a cut but this is your content is your ownership we exist in a web3 world and we want you to benefit from that um so and the profile you could um you could sign up with your apple login with your tiktok login with your um, facebook login twitter login uh it's very simple it's very quick and it's straight to the point so if you say um, monetize within the video, though, the platform would kind of help you to or rather guide you to whatever types of um, maybe other buttons or whatever that you might have inside of the video. Uh, once it That's becomes right. 3D, it will guide you step by step. Like you're not really That's trying right. to so, make sure everybody knows you don't have to like <laughs> learn how to code or anything. Or this is going to take you an no, no. hour to figure out. That's the beauty <laughs> of this platform, right? That's right. So it's very simple. Uh, we we wanted to make sure everything's within your reach and it's instant. So when you upload your video, for instance, you um, you could toggle on the immersive function or leave it as a 2D video mm-hmm. to add more value. The reason is, you know, um, you could give away your 2D video for free and then want to monetize your immersive experience. And again, another toggle will turn on uh, monetization. Is- and it's, uh, of course, we start off with making it um, point-based where people pay you in points, but those points, you could uh, exchange them for, for for cash. For people that are a little bit more advanced, we um, uh, they become vendors and they could actually take payment directly from um, their customer base. But from day one, you can monetize and allow people to pay you with points. You know what? I love this idea of being able to offer like, you know, almost the lo-fi, high-fi version, right? So the standard, like, video or trailer, I mean, you could actually even, if you had enough robust offering, monetize a film trailer, maybe for the first time ever in in the industry. Because, I mean, no one, to my awareness, has monetized a trailer that is a, a sales asset, right? There's a marketing piece. But if you put enough in there, and kind of started to create a whole community around it. I mean, it could take on a life of its own. It's fascinating. Absolutely. You know, I went to um, a panel discussion a few months ago that was created by like a collective of like, it's just called, well, I think we make music videos. And it was like, you know, music video directors talking about, you know, just challenges around videos and budgets, et cetera, et cetera. For me, this type of thing can make uh, videos even like more more relevant and maybe closer to like when they were at their heights. Remember when like Michael Jackson was creating full on, you know, films that were quote unquote music videos and premiering them or debuting them on, you know, Fox here, you know, in the United States. And of course all of that's gone away, but I believe with technology such as this, you can create that kind of hype and you don't need really the um, kind of major network to be able to premiere it because, you know, Technology is completely different now and has enabled, as I always say, every show, this is why people should listen. Everyone is his or her own media company. That's why it is important to know all this stuff. Whether you work inside of a media company or not, you can apply it there, but also to, you know, yourself. And certainly if you're, you know, an independent uh, creator, yes. I mean, this stuff is just like, really, it's critical because as all this starts to shake out and become much more stable and partners are created, partnerships are created, that's it. Everything is going to be sewn up. I always liken it to musical chairs. And once that music stops, 
for the next couple of decades, the Titans will be set and you will not be able to really penetrate. And it's going to be even more powerful than the advent of terrestrial radio or, you know, the advent of, of moving pictures or television. Um, you know, like try creating a, a television station, you know, right now. I mean, it would just be ridiculous. But back in the day, you know what I mean? It was a different story. We have that opportunity, you know, right now. So I always um, like to encourage people. And this is what I do through, you know, my uh, keynotes that I deliver through uh, presentations for workshops um, inside of various corporations. This is really, you know, where everything needs to be. Um, Just thinking about how things are going to be moving forward and how can you really um, intersect a lot of this, not only with your kind of original vision, but to also add a social impact element too. Because I mean, I see, you know, as you're talking about this with monetization and so much more, you can also insert different information and give people the ability to connect with a certain organization that maybe supports what it is that you're doing or something. I mean, we have to be able to think of things widely and deeply now more than ever with so many things going on in the world and immersive i think only is going to help you know with this with all of us entertaining each other informing each other and supporting each other real quick before we start to get out of here though give me you know in just a couple quick lines like how did you reach this point you know in your career i'm sure a lot of people are thinking oh he must have gone to like you know the UK version of MIT has been mad years of doing this and has millions of dollars behind him, you know, break it down for people who might be listening, who are maybe more in, in your position as, you know, startup founders. Yeah. So we're, start, you know, the Prince is a startup. We've only raised a pre-seed. Um, we're going to raise our seed round um, in the new year, hopefully. But yeah, my career. Um, so I've uh, kind of spanned a bit. I uh, have almost two decades of experience as a software engineer and I've created a lot of immersive experiences, developed um, them in gamified um, ways as well. I also have a bachelor's degree in creative writing, but then I, um, I'm a certified business analyst. I have a master's degree in international project management uh, with a um, diploma in machine learning. My COO was actually my lecturer, <laughs> and he taught me business uh, transformation and change management using AI um, for my master's. And um, he has a PhD and MBA. Uh, but then we, you know, we're not MIT, we're not Harvard or Cambridge or Oxford. I went to, you know, Anglo Ruskin, which is a superb university. But yeah, anyone that wants to, uh, you know, get into this kind of line, um, you want to launch a startup, just do it. Just do it. You don't need um, some, you know, fancy degree to do it. You know, just just get into it. Learn how the industry works. Learn a little bit of coding and just start. I just think it's it's just amazing everything you've accomplished. And if you guys could see him, he looks like a baby. So I mean, I don't I don't know. You must have started when you were like two, right? And then just like start start coding then in order to get a couple of decades worth of experience. Bern, I can't thank you enough. Is there anything that you want to add before we wrap up and definitely let people know how to, again, just one more time, you know, uh, get onto the platform, just, you know, check it out. But also if there might be any interested investors, you know, just best way to reach you. Now is your moment, Bern. <laughs> yes. 
so follow follow us on Instagram um, at printedxyz. Uh, follow us on Twitter instead of the dot used underscore. Uh, the the website is printedxyz. Uh, make sure you you know sign up, log in, use it. We'll love your feedback on it. Investors, email us at um, Bernie at printedxyz, and we'd love to hear from you. Thank you so much. My oh, and follow me on LinkedIn. You will okay. find the picture. Oh, yeah, I, of already me. Said, I already like big up you for LinkedIn. Uh, that's for the right. Post. That's right. Yes. That's right. But I have a picture of me and the mayor of London. Uh, we are part of his initiative to um, bring more tourism to London called Let's Do London. Um, and, you know, it's been very successful this year. Two million more um, tourists in London and over 674 million um, pounds made. So, yeah, come to London. Come visit us. We'll welcome you. Loving it. I need to be there again myself. I'm missing that Indian, great Indian food there. I mean, all the shopping, eating, everything like, yes, hanging out, clubs, everything good. That's right. Let me tell you a joke. <laughs> so yesterday until Saturday, uh, a part of Canary Wharf was transformed into Manhattan. So it's literally New York in Canary Wharf right now. Uh, really? The, the, the immersive video is going to be unprinted. Um, so Look out for that. Everybody, check it out. Oh my gosh, that's so great. Bern, I can't thank you enough for taking the time out of your day to be able to um, just speak to everybody and share all this great information because, I mean, this is just really, I'm just, like I said, so excited about it because it's not something that is far away anymore. And platforms like yours or your platform um, makes it, like not out of reach anymore. And that is the most important thing. I mean, I'm just super excited about it. So you guys, thank you so much for listening. I'm going to keep it on the DL for the moment um, in terms of like episode two, who my um, interview is going to be with, but you're going to love it. In the meantime, I would love it if you could give me five stars, of course, for a review. Um, I'm going to get the subscription action going very soon on Apple and I will let you know about that as well. And I think that's really, you know, about it. You guys already know how to reach me, but if you're listening for the first time, you know, on LinkedIn, it's Lauren Delisa Coleman. You guys also know that I do um, a cultural intelligence brief, looking at the intersection of pop culture, hip hop, uh, brands, media, and of course, emerging technology it goes live every Tuesday in the morning. You do not want to miss it. Um, and then, of course, you can learn more about me at um, my company that I run, Link Agency, and that's L is in Lemon, N is in Nancy, K is in Key, and then agency.com. You can see everything that's going on. And that is pretty much it. So thank you so much, everybody, for listening, and I hope you have a great day or night wherever you are. Thank you.